Hello. Thanks for listening to Tea with Terry. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. And if you are, we'd appreciate you hitting the like button and maybe leaving a review and uh, also subscribing. If you'd like to contact us, reach out to us on Instagram at Tea with Terry Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hey, Terry. Welcome to the show. Hi, Steve. So, hey, we need to put our trailer together. And I was just wondering if you had any good ideas for what we could put for the trailer. Okay, Terry. So, if you were recording the trailer, I want you to just say it like you would want to say it that was going to capture the whole show. So, rolling now. Thank you for joining us. Tea with Terry and Steve. Steve is learning so many things about how podcasts work and how not to interrupt someone when they're speaking. (laughs) And I am learning so much about aliens and robots and gizmos and gadgets and things that I will probably forget as soon as the sun comes up. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That was amazing. And I think we already have the trailer the one that we want to go with. That was amazing. Oh my goodness. I feel exactly the same way. So anyway. All right. So let's move on. So this week marks the, uh, we were one week away from my six month anniversary at my new job. And did I tell you about me almost losing it one weekend? No. So we go to, uh, to Cape Town for our, our global kickoff. And I'm sitting there at lunch and I'm telling them the story about the naked British guy, which I think I've told you before. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'll just, yeah, just say yeah. just for a quick reference. So I'm in my hotel in England when I used to work for there. And I hear at three o'clock in the morning, I hear my door rattling and I wake up and I'm like, what? And I realize it's across the hall. And I look through the peephole and I just see a naked back. And so then I'm like, what is going on? I'm half awake. So I kind of crack open the door and across the hall, I see a completely naked man rattling his door. And I kind of wish I could go back in time and be more awake and just throw a towel, not make eye contact, you know, give the guy some covering. But I just like, I don't know what Brits are into it. I don't want to know. And I closed the door and went back to sleep. And the next morning I got up and I went to the front desk to check out. And I asked the guy, I was like, do you know you had a naked man in your hotel last night? And he goes, oh my God, you saw that? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, the guy came in and he had one hand in the front and one hand in the back. He says, I've locked myself out of my room. Can you help me? I was telling that story. And then we got into a conversation with the people around me. And I'm new at the company. I don't know any of these people. And we started talking about, I was like, how do you get locked out of your hotel room naked? They're like, well, you know, they could be delivering a paper. I'm like, yeah, somebody delivering a paper. I'm putting on my clothes or a towel or something before I open the door. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm not getting a paper. Finally, the woman that was sitting next to me, I find, she said, you know, I could just see getting up in, in the middle of the night having to do something and you know being naked. I said, okay, I'm going to come knock on your door in the middle of the night, and I'm going to see if you answer the door naked. And she looks at me and says, you do realize that I'm the VP of Human Resources, right? Oh, dear. <laughs> and I'm like, and I didn't, but I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that's what I'm going to do. And she laughed. And she was she's very cool, by the way. And then it was well, fine, but yikes. Well, no, no, no. Because no. you know me, my brain and my mouth don't always connect. They don't always are in sync. I don't fully think through things before they pop out of my brain. Like my brain thinks it, it pops out of my mouth, and then my brain says, should I say that after it's already been delivered? So the next morning I right. wake up and I spot her, her, name's Erica, and she's sitting at a table. And I walk up and I just tap on the table, like we're, it's breakfast buffet. And I said, hey, I came and knocked on your door last night and you never answered. And then I just walked away and laughed. Well, I didn't really take take in the whole picture because it was her and like three other women that were sitting at the table. <gasps> and of course, 
never crossed my brain of what I was saying and how it was perceived. So she, fi- so she finds me like an hour later and says, Steve, do you realize what kind of a maelstrom you caused? Like, why was he knocking on your door? And, I was like, right. and I'm like, Erica, Erica, just let me know when you need to schedule my exit interview. And she, she just laughed. She was very cool and she was very had a very good sense of humor. But I was like, once I heard it in my head, what I said. Right, why didn't you just slap her on the butt and say, hey, <laughs> baby. Yeah, I was like, there's like, no way that sentence could be perceived by anybody that didn't have any point of reference. Right. And anybody that know, would know you would be like, oh, my God, you're such a goofball. I was just so glad that she she laughed about it, had a great sense of humor. But I was like, man, that could have gone horribly wrong really fast. But um, That is hilarious. So let's try talking about something else. We were talking about quarantine, and we kind of just talked about things we were ordering. Is All right, So what else can we talk about quarantine? What have you done that's been something that you normally wouldn't have been doing that you enjoyed? Well, I tell you what I've enjoyed seeing is I've enjoyed watching the toilet paper debacle. <laughs> you, yeah. And then the discovery of the bidet in America. I know. All over Amazon. Did sure. you know about those beforehand? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, everything in the whole wide world relates back to 90 Days. <laughs> yeah, that's, this was all a prompt for 90 Days. Yeah, it really is. And the episode where Jihan from North Korea, or sorry, just Korea, has his American person that comes and she's like, wait a minute, what do you want me to do with that? And he's like, it's a bidet. And she's like, okay, what do I do with it? And he says, it will clean your anus. And she starts laughing like that's hilarious. Oh my God, he just he just says it? Yeah, and she's laughing and he's like, what? My whole family has a clean anus. And she's like, that's hilarious. And she's like, oh dear God, like I'm gonna need... Because it's just a hole in the ground. It's not even, there's, you're not sitting. You're in many cultures. That's what they do. Wait, wait, wait. Did, did they have one of the Japanese styles toilets? Like, did they have the toilet that was flush with the ground? No, they, yeah, the, they just had the floor. I mean, it just looked like a tile. Well, that's called a squatting pan. When I was in Singapore, I took a picture of the sign and I posted, this is a sign you would never see in the U.S. And it says, watch step squatting pan. Yeah. And then I waited for somebody to say, what is that? And I said, well, let me show you. And I'd open the door and it, like I said, it's flush with the ground so you don't touch anything, which I makes sense. I don't have the core strength or do I have the dexterity to use that? And in some cultures, that's just the most normal thing in the whole wide world. Right. And to come over here and they're like, wait, you want me to sit and, di- and t- wait, what? So that's when the bidet thing was going around and everybody was buying them on Amazon. Well, I've been wanting to get one ever since I was in Taipei, staying at the W. This is the this is the single, I think, post that created the largest debate I've ever done on Facebook. Because I walked into oh, the, uh, the W hotels are just ridiculously cool. But I walk into the toilet area and the lid opens up and a light comes on and there's a control panel to the right. And it's about like seven to eight inches by four inches. And it has like, 10 buttons and it had pictures of a little blue butt with little lines and a little red butt with little lines and little air puffs and I just took a picture of the control panel and then I posted on Facebook I put I'm intimidated I'm going to go downstairs and find a restroom and and it started this <laughs> long debate about oh that's for this and this oh is my God. and, and you know, like, you should try this and finally I, I posted okay I'm going in and then I waited an hour and I just posted I think I just cheated on my wife because <laughs> oh, it was the most, you know, I remember it was that. the most amazing. Ex- it was like literally a personal salon. I could, I could have hot water and so then pulsating, and then an air blower and curlers and, and manscaping. And yeah, I was Damn. like, this, it was one of those Toto ones from Japan, and it was, it was the most advanced device for that situation. And I'm just like, I got to get one of these, but. I never did. And then when all the toilet paper happened, I was like, if I would have just invested and thought into the future, you know, I wouldn't have been worried. Well, I am not a toilet paper hoarder per se, but we always do have a lot of toilet paper. But when I was really poor in my 20s, I 
My parents weren't giving me any money. I was living in Richmond, Virginia. I was a teacher. Um, I, I really, I mean, when I tell you I had $10 for a week, that's what I had, 10 bucks, a $10 bill after I paid all my bills. And I did, I was a teacher, so I got to eat lunch at school every day. So that was cool. It was like free bill. But I was on my own for dinner and I used to go to bars every single night. They served alcohol like a happy hour. They also had to have free food. It was a law. <laughs> so I knew who had like Taco Tuesday and I would go there and drink water and eat their free tacos. And then the next night might have been like Flyer Wednesday. So I was like, oh, it looks like I'm going to BJ's Bitchin' and Booze because they're giving out <laughs> sliders. So I would go there and drink water. So I had no money for things like toilet paper. Like I would have to make a choice. Like, do I buy toothpaste or do I buy toilet paper? Which end am I going to take care of? <laughs> yeah. Which, how hygienic am I going to be? But I would steal toilet paper from the McDonald's that was down the alley. I would take my big purse that we called my African bag. It was the biggest purse I had. And I would go and I would, I would steal, I would steal toilet paper from the McDonald's. And I'm so sorry. I need to make restitution one day. But it was sort of like Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind. Like, you know how she's like, I will never be hungry again. And she's like eating some gross turnip, like out of the middle of the field. And then like, she's starving. And then she vomits. She's like, I will never be hungry again. So that's like me with toilet paper. Like, I will never run. I will never steal toilet paper again. <laughs> yeah, it's like you tried so to make I up didn't. for your youth. But make, well, you know, at least I are the same way when it started. But it's not because we're hoarders or even preppers or anything. It's that we are absent-minded. And every time we go to the store, we're like, do we need toilet paper? Yeah, well, let's just buy a pack. Yeah, and just... then we, you know, they sell it in packs of 400 rolls. So we, we had such a backlog because we just had no idea if we needed so it. From quarantine, that's what, that's you like seeing people do weird things like hoard toilet paper. I love messing with people too. Like like we were talking about before we started the show. Yeah. I've just always loved kind of messing with people and then seeing what kind of reactions I can get out of them. Why do you think that's? Why do you think you do that? Because I I like to understand people. I I, psych, I find psychology fascinating. So do you think it's like the engineer inside of you that likes to take things apart and put them back together? Yeah. Do you like to work someone up and then watch them go back down? Like I think like, I told you when Lisa and I first got married, right after I graduated engineering school. And, you know, it's that new marriage is always tense, even though, you know, we were had a good relationship. Oh, hell yeah, they are. So I do something and then Lisa reacted this way. But then I, a few days later, I'd do the same combination and she would do something different. So then I would look at it and say, okay, there must be something different that happened. And I would try to figure it out. You know, Lisa's pretty perceptive. And after about three weeks of this, she looked at me and she goes, I am not an equation you can figure out. And I looked at her and I said, I just haven't figured out all the variables yet. I will get this. Oh my god! And gosh. you know, 30, 30 years later, I'm like, okay, I give. You're right. <laughs> right. You're Yeah, you need to. Logic didn't make sense. I did this and this and she was happy and I did the same things and now she's not happy. What am I missing? I don't mind that controversy, but I don't purposely like to poke anyone's bear. If I you don't will. like to poke sacred cows. No, but you you do. Well, I, okay. I, I, sometimes do. I do. I try to make amends if I take it too far. Yeah, you do. Well, and you don't do it in a mean way. No, I just do it because I want to see. Now, sometimes I do get mad at you, but that's not on you. It's really right. more on me because I let you get me. So then I sit in the corner of my room and I put my face to the wall. and like, put yourself in timeout. <laughs> you let him get to yeah. you. So I have put myself in timeout on vacations with you. And other times I'm like, Terry, go put your nose on the wall. 
You finally let right. him get But then it. also, then so, there's times where I've had to come back and with my hat in hand apologize. And that's why I think we've talked about it on the show. If not, everyone that knows us already knows. If something should happen to us, oh, I don't know. We just like walk off the earth, flat earth. Our spouses could have a lovely life together. You and I could not. Like they would wonder how the tree in my front yard is all of a sudden growing apples and no one sees yeah. these. <laughs> It would be because well, I, I didn't, under it. it didn't make the show cut whenever I, you, we talked about this last time. But I do remember when you said that you didn't just say we wouldn't get along. You said if I was the last person on planet, you would fly to the moon. <laughs> like, like you kind of took it to a level that a little bit beyond just we, you know, we wouldn't see eye to eye. I'm going to leave the entire <laughs> ecosystem that you're part you- of. <laughs> I'm going to the moon. <laughs> So who do you, I mean, seriously, I think you would probably do the same thing. Although the moon for you would be wherever it is that you are convinced you need to go by land, Utah or Montana or Wyoming or far away. Like, I think you would just go to your land and I would never see you again. Well, it's Utah. At least it's like, look at the protests. What are we going to do? You know, if we had that land in Utah, we wouldn't have to worry about protests because there's only one person per 50 square miles out there. And she's like, "That's or, you know, look at this. What's going to happen here? If we had a bunker in Utah, but I lose that argument every single time. Yeah, I can't think of any reason for Utah that. is amazing. I'm just not very outdoorsy. And you know I love Marfa. So, I mean, I guess if I needed to really go get in the middle of nowhere, that's where I would go. Well, also, if I lived in Utah, I don't have to worry about my inability to speak Spanish causing me any problems. I wish I spoke Spanish because when I'm flipping channels and I come on Telemundo, yeah, every time the shows just look amazing. Like everything they do has just got so much excitement to it. Yeah, no matter what they're very overacted. I learned how to speak Spanish when the ladies would come to clean. These ladies would show up and they would be trying to clean or whatever, and I was like, "No, please be my friend." So I would make them watch those telenovas with me. And that's how I learned some of my Spanish. And then I would ask them to take me to the store. Well, I thought the name of the store was Gigantica. And it was called Gigante, but it was spelled Gigantica. So it was like (laughs) five targets inside of one another. Like it was huge. It was the biggest store I've ever been in. You could buy clothes. You could buy shoes. You could buy whatever, a car, bicycle, food, bread, anything you could think of, you could buy it in, in the store. So I would go there with them and they would not walk with me. Like they purposefully would either walk ahead of me or behind me because I thought it was just like, you know, respect. No, no, no. They didn't want to be seen with me. Like they were embarrassed because I had shorts on and women in Mexico city don't wear shorts. That's kind of like the way when you and I go out in public together. Yeah, exactly. I've always pretty far away from you and now you know why um (laughs) now you know why Uh, yeah it's because i I keep my distance or one of us does whatever one of us does (laughs) so yes i would go there with them and then i would see how they did things and then i would go there on my own time and try to do it the same way but like even buying bread is not the same as just picking up a loaf of bread like all the cases are open and you take your little bag and you fill it with bread but you're supposed to put like one kind in one bag a different kind in a different bag bag a different kind different bag and i was putting all of them in the same bag so basically jacking it all up and then looking at them like they were wrong when when i went to pay for it and they were like and i was like yeah what up you know i've tried to learn spanish for years and i failed i failed dramatically at it's it. no like, muy difícil it's not it's not very difficult uh it's it's uh it's muy uh, muy dif- difficultioso 
No. Uh, for me, mis Espanos, me, uh, Spanish es muy malo. Si. So I'd go down and I tried the immersion classes. I tried software. I tried everything in my... Well, I've got some little workbooks from when I lived there. Jerry, I, I, try, I tried everything. Like even Lisa, I tried at home. And Lisa was like, I don't speak Spanish, but that ain't right. <laughs> She's like, she goes, that's just what don't just stop whatever you're doing. So in Dominican Republic, the, uh, the guys down there said, look, Steve, this is how you have to learn it. You just get a, a Spanish girlfriend. And I, I thought that was a great idea. And Lisa completely shot it down. Well, that I'm, one, yeah. I'm like, Lisa, you're not being supportive. Yeah, you should probably ask her again. I think the answer might be different. Yeah, she'd be all over that now. Do whatever you need. Especially during quarantine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm just going to leave it there. But if Keith were to ask me if he could get a Spanish girlfriend, I'd be hard-pressed to say yeah. no. <laughs> so at least until Keith can start traveling again. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I don't want that's too much effort now. No, it was it, it was funny though. They're like, that's how you do it. I'm like, guys, well, that, that isn't going to work for me. We're going to have to come out with plan C. And, uh, and, my, and plan D was I just got to stop traveling to Latin America because I can't speak the language. So like I could understand it better than I can speak it. But when we went there with the kids a couple of years ago and we went to the market that I used to go to all the time, my Spanish just came back to me like... I just can't even tell you. So I think it depends on where you are. Maybe that's it. You should go down there and like commit crime and get um, on the lam or whatever. And then you would definitely learn how to speak Spanish. If you're, you know what? I appreciate the advice. I think I'm going to not go do the, go down and start the crime wave in Latin America. Yeah. I mean, you, you wouldn't last very long, but your Spanish would be perfect in the first couple of days. I don't know if you could last longer than that. I'm going to watch 90 Day Fiance the Other Way tonight. I'm very excited. They're having a special show. And we found out today that Darcy and her twin sister Stacy are going to have a spinoff show that starts in the middle of August. Well, you, you, so, you can't drop that kind of amazing bombshell at the end of a show. I know. Well, there's your cliffhanger. <laughs> there's it. There it is. Okay. There's your cliffhanger. Stacy and Darcy, show of their own. Terry, have a fantastic week. Well, you too, Steve. Thank you to everyone, coast to coast, from Thailand and Norway, who's taking time to spend with us over the last 20 plus minutes. Dawn, that's the end.